What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Hey now! 11 o'clock, hour number two of news and views kicked off and underway. Spud for 2,000 points on 10 with Tim. Can you describe to me how Dale Jackson would describe the last hour of news and views? I think if Dale were available, he would say something like, it was the best hour in the history of radio, the best hour in the history of the world. Uh, John Burr, would you like to give it a spin? Yep. Go for it. It's the greatest hour of radio. Take two. That's it? You just gave up midway through? Well, but I would bumble it and you would say, well, never mind. No points can be given to either one of you. Oh. It was the greatest hour of radio in the history of radio in the history of the world. I got it now. You got the right temperament, Spud, but the line delivery I was need not a script. There. Well, that's why there Cue was some, cards. It's karaoke kind I, of I'm thing. I'm going to start offering bonus points to be had in 10 with Tim in hour number one, which means Yaffe will be even further behind when he starts to play <laughs> on Tuesday, which is happening again tomorrow. It's amazing that Yaffe doesn't take depression medicine from the way y'all treat him. You know, you have no problem with going to sleep. We've made that clear in yeah, our well, first yeah, discussion. Like, you can Super go to sleep. Power. Uh, Yaffe has no problem with absolutely uh, going to sleep during 10 with Tim because he sometimes he doesn't even get the questions. He's like, can you repeat the question? It's like, surely I can for the third time. Here we go, Yaffe. So... We'll see if he performs well tomorrow. His wife, who I met last week, loves 10 with Tim. And I'm like, how can you love 10 with Tim and also love this man as your husband? I don't understand it. And uh, I think it's going to create a divide in their marriage, which feels like it's inevitable based on his poor performance. Mrs. Yaffe. Mrs. Yaffe loves 10 with Tim. So does Mr. Spud. You love it too. Yes. In fact, if I'm in the car, I'll make a point to work my schedule around hearing 10 with Tim. Well, it's coming up. Then I practice. You know, when you when you run <laughs> right. and I'm not there, I'm practicing all the time, honing my skills. We'll see if that practice pays off. Yes, and I'll we explain will. why in a little all bit. Right. We're about 10, about 10 minutes away from 10 with Tim. All right. Uh, last night was the Oscars. Um, there's a lot of people right now screaming at the radio or listening online at talk995.com. The Oscars, I haven't watched that in years. I refuse to watch that. And I don't blame you one bit because they always, they can't help themselves. They always have to lean in to politics. And in a year where you had a movie that brought so many people of all different backgrounds to the theater in Top Gun Maverick, and it became such a huge success in 2022, to basically have that movie uh, not profiled the way I would profile it in terms of awarding it, maybe with how much weight 
that that film carried in, in resurging the theater-going experience. Uh, Tom Cruise was not in attendance at last night's Oscars, which I find to be actually a very interesting tidbit that needs to be sort of maybe reported on even more of why he didn't show up. But it feels like the deck was stacked against Top Gun Maverick. I think it won maybe one award the whole night long. Um, Movies like that never win anything. I know this year should have been different is my argument. Oh, okay. It should have been different. Yes, historically it's always the ones that uh, that less people see and there's sort of this high art thought to it. But this is the movie that saved theaters. It really did. Steven Spielberg said as much. He grabbed Tom Cruise to the side at some other event that they were at earlier in the award season and said, thank you for saving movie theaters because your film did it. It brought people back out to enjoy this. Did you see Top Gun Maverick, by the way, no. in theaters? You missed out. However, you did see another film last night that grossed a lot of money, had a lot of support behind it. It felt also very regional as it had a lot of voting interest, uh, Tennessee and Mississippi and Alabama. Elvis, you went and saw Elvis. I saw it, and I enjoyed it immensely. It also just absolutely got disregarded by the Oscars in almost every regard, minus the nominations themselves. So the movie that dominated last night was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Have you seen it? I have. Was it, it good? It was very good. I mean, it was good in addition to being good, like well-received by critics. Yeah. or or. But, so you enjoyed the movie. It was very well done. Great performances. Can you summarize it in a sentence or two? Um, Chinese uh, local business owner uh, ends up having to save the world through a multiverse saga. Okay. That's the simplest way to put it. All right. But it really is about family, what we cherish in our lives, and sort of um, the relationships we have keeping us grounded in all things. There are bigger themes to it. And it's a very funny movie. has a lot of funny things. Very action-packed, uh, but also very heady in terms of it's, it's, it feels like a science fiction movie. It was my sixth favorite movie of 2022. It is a good film. I have no problem with it dominating the way it did. It won Best Supporting Actress. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis with an upset there over Angela Bassett for I, Black I, Panther. I like Jamie Lee Curtis. She was in the one of the best movies of the year. Well, the best if you consider the best picture to carry some weight. And she was in the worst movie of the year, which was Halloween Ends for me. I hated that film. So she was oh, on both sides of the, uh, the spectrum there of the best and worst of the year. Um, best supporting actor was a win there for the, uh, the guy who played short round in Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. And the person who handed out best picture happened to be Harrison Ford. So you got to see a reunion. I saw there. A, a news blip of a big hug that people, yeah, people thought was uh, endearing. Yeah. That was a great part of this. And he was a fan favorite that everyone was rooting for. And he rightfully won it. Uh, this also won for best lead actress. Uh, it also won for best director. It also won for best picture, best screenplay. It just it dominated seven awards. That's a big big haul. It's it's considered a sweep. So uh, it was it was a big one there. And for those that have seen it, it is a, a very fun, complex, deeply thought provoking, but also intense action movie. It's got a little bit of everything for everybody, which is maybe By what the, they should have called yeah. it. This should maybe the second time. Let's there. come up with a name. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm going on break. But it was, uh, it was unfortunate to me that what started off as sort of a strong presentation focusing on cinema itself turned political later in the broadcast multiple times. However, there was one point, and John Byrne, I'm sure you haven't seen it, and I know that this is not a conversation Andrew McLean will be having uh, as he sports his Nike cap and is on TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> what we won't have 
some may consider that me throwing shade at Andrew. And it hey, is. now. It is. That is that is shade being thrown. Uh, but Cocaine Bear presented an award last night. <gasps> yeah, I know. They had Cocaine Bear out there presenting an actual award. So that was a lot of fun. Wait a minute. Are you serious? Yeah. The Bear. Cocaine the bear. bear. Yeah, you can watch the clip. Oh, I definitely there. am. Yeah. Me and me and uh, John went to go see Cocaine Bear. Right, up in Coleman, right? Correct. Yeah. And Dale got into a fight with a Coleman bartender. Mm-hmm. It was an actual thing that happened. And I was like, Where this is, is what YouTube happens. when you need it? Dale's always, he's not getting involved in fights, but he's all, there's always something going on where you, I need a leash for Dale when we go out in public. <laughs> yes. Really, where I can just shot pull collars. it. Yeah, yeah. Shot collar would be. <laughs> there was a debate over keeping his card on file, uh, you know, and having basically an open tab because he wanted to keep them flowing. And then they ended up closing him out two drinks in and he got very upset and they got very upset with him. And the next thing you know, you know, we're sitting over there going, Cocaine Bear was tame compared to what we're seeing right now here at the Coleman Bar. Coke. Cocaine talk show right. host. Cocaine talk show host. <laughs> Dale, trust me, if there's one person who doesn't need to do cocaine, it's Dale. <laughs> yeah, oh, Lord. Uh, but anyway, um, there are certain films. I love going to the theater. If you've listened to the show, you know this. Hmm. But there are certain films that are elevated based on who you see them with. Whether you realize it or not, you know, you may remember a movie more based on you went and saw it with your dad, or you went and mm-hmm. saw it with your brother, or you went and saw it with your sister, or whoever, you took your daughter to her first movie and you remember that movie forever. Maybe it was a first date. I think movies are the perfect first date because it gives you something to discuss over dinner that doesn't have to turn into politics and religion and all this stuff that is bad territory for a first date. So there's a lot of memories made with the movies and I want to make a memory with you, Spud. All right. There's a movie coming out this summer. It's my most anticipated movie of 2023 and I want to see it with you. Okay. I want you to come with me. Oppenheimer. Uh, you're a history that nut. Yeah, you're, his, his, you're not invited. Count John Bird. me in, no, but it looks great. He's not invited. I'm just kidding, John Bird. You come jump in. <laughs> Count me in. You're in. It's I'm coming in. out in July. Yes. Directed by Christopher Nolan, who did the uh, the Batman trilogy and a whole bunch of other excellent movies. It's my favorite director working today, and maybe my favorite director of all time. And I'm thinking that this is going to be uh, one for the ages. Mm-hmm. I think it's also going to be cleaning up potentially during award season. Uh, a year from now. I still think the Oscars, it's held too late. We're talking about 2022 movies in March. In my opinion, we got we got to get this thing back what in What are the February Golden Globes are back in yeah, January? Yeah, but still. Not as good? No, those those things are, the Hollywood Foreign Press, they can basically, it's, having a Golden Globe is not nearly as uh, oh, right. important. It's just, right. the, it's it's whether or not the Hollywood Foreign Press has been wined and dined. You know how many soundtracks you've bought for the Hollywood Foreign Press, basically, is how they can be, it feels like, sort of manipulated based on uh, the PR campaigns. So anyway, this is getting very in the weeds, but the point is the Oscars, you know, they got a lot of things right last night uh, with uh, a lot of their presentation, but in the same sense, I understand why people are tuning out of the television broadcast themselves. I've made the case for years, this needs to move to a streaming service. You can make it as long as you want. You can drag it out. You don't have to cut off people when they're making their speeches because the people who want to watch the Oscars want the chance to spend as long as they want, you know, watching it. They, they don't care how long it goes. How the did it draw? Are, did you see the numbers? I haven't seen the numbers yet. John Bird. Every year it goes down, so. I know. Um, were, are the Razzies also last night? <laughs> no, I believe the Razzies are earlier uh, in the oh, process, okay. but those right. are for the worst films right. of the year. Uh, and I wonder if the Halloween movie got a Razzie. I certainly hope it did. <laughs> you it got was, your vote. It was a nightmare. 
But uh, it was good seeing Jamie Lee Curtis as sort of the original scream queen there uh, being awarded with an Oscar. She's never won before. So there we have it. I'm, I'm a big Halloween fan, so it worked out for me. But For me, she's trading places. Okay. So she's a different – for some people, she's true lies. You mm-hmm. know, so she, she has a very extensive career there. But the fact that she could be, you know, in a film like Freaky Friday uh, 20 years ago and now be winning an Oscar, it goes to show you how the roles do – carry a lot of weight um so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna make plans to go see oppenheimer count me in i've got john bird tickets all ready to go see john wick so opening weekend. count me out uh, well, but i'm growing my beard not gonna touch it until the movie you're gonna try to cosplay as uh john wick mm-hmm. i've got my theater. wig ordered and did I'm you hear friday beard when april marie was on with richard said she didn't know who john wick was never heard of him um that doesn't surprise me. I'm not blown away by that. Uh, I mean, I've heard of him, and there couldn't yeah. be anyone less interested in something like that than me, I thought. Okay. What All do you right. know about John Wick? Anything else? He's a bad mofo. <laughs> yes. They should put that on the poster. That's right. That's no he doubt. is, and he he, w- he has a certain set of skills. You know, you are as well when it comes to 10 with Tim. That's right. You have a certain skill set that may work out for you. Uh, you say may, and you, you kind of forewarn me that this – you know what you did to me back at the uh, – Back at the event, I know the, put the Christmas me in the party. middle of a Christmas uh, Christmas themed uh, ten with Tim. That's correct, and and you're Jewish, so I'm yeah, not sure that put that me was at a fair. big disadvantage. But you're at a six thousand point advantage here over the, John Bird. I, I, I embarrassed myself at the uh, event when you said who is your favorite uh, who is your favorite reindeer? Yeah, and I said Doc and Grumpy and Sleepy. I knew that. You know, it what it really wasn't for me. John yeah. Bird still has the raw video on that, but he's having a hard time compressing it. Well, for your respect, uh, it's probably best we don't put the video out because Damian <laughs> Mitchell ended up mopping the floor with both you and Dale Jackson. It was so. one of those audience things. Uh-huh. I think if the if the Hollywood Foreign Press had been there, I would have won. Well, we're going to take off the gloves, and this is going to be a street fight for the ages between Spud and John Bird when we return right here. On Birmingham's Real Talk. Hey, now. 1118. Welcome back into News and Views. A lot of your reaction coming in. We've got Mark who says, do they call Mark Spud Freeman uh, Spud because he looks like Mr. Potato Head? You've talked about this before. And could be couch potato involved, height <laughs> impairment. You know, it's it's all those things you wouldn't want to be nicknamed wrapped into one. Yeah. We have Casey who says Tom Cruise is about to get red-pilled. Uh, it was just very intriguing to me last night. No Tom Cruise at the Oscars. They'll be more behind this story for sure. Uh, James Cameron also decided to boycott going to the Oscars last night. Uh, I think it's probably because he was not... Uh, awarded for or was not nominated for best director when he had a movie that made so much money in avatar 2 we have alex who says bay is the correct uh zoomer lingo for your girlfriend oh your bay your bay okay you know uh, if you're in a relationship maybe your side piece i don't know why we're having this conversation but you had said squeeze, squeeze and yeah. so i said uh, nobody calls their uh their their dating partner a squeeze anymore and this was news uh here so uh let's see here uh, we have Bama, who says the Oscars is like the movie The Village. We do not speak of the Oscars. Uh, we have Roger, who says, I think it was in poor taste, how Angela Bassett acted when Jamie Lee Curtis won. No standing up or applause. I guess sore loser. Sore loser. Disney took a beating last night at the Oscars. They don't win for animated feature. Uh, Black Panther got absolutely d- destroyed by pretty much everything it was up against. Rihanna came out and performed. She had this huge set piece and everything. 
and they ended up losing to an Indian movie called RRR uh, for best song. So is it a pirate movie? Uh, no, it was okay. not. But that I see like why one. you would. Um, wow, what a bad joke there! It's fun. <laughs> Look, that's uh, what I'm here for. <laughs> no, but uh, let's put that under views. <laughs> <laughs> you had Bob Iger sitting there as the the Disney exec now, and you know he's. Uh, he didn't have much to celebrate last night. Disney had a rough, rough night, and it's basically, I think, because of the product in which they're putting out. It's just the simplest way to put it. But anyway, so there we go. Uh, my quick take there on the Oscars. We have James who says uh, Lady Gaga hit another one out of the ballpark with her performance. It was good. None of it was authentic to me. She talked about how this is a deeply emotional, personal song for me, and it's like it's also like the lead song on the soundtrack for Top Gun Maverick that you ended up getting after they fired um, a, another band to do the soundtrack. So, but I saw on the internet her performance because it was yeah. touted. Uh, she's awfully talented. You know, right. whatever. You, if you like the things, I can't tell you what to like and what not to like. But she is awfully talented. She put her heart into the song. Sure. No, she's a great performer. Don't get me wrong. But you know, she, everything was very meticulous. No makeup. Just a wearing a t-shirt. You know, trying to make you feel like she's vulnerable during a time. She's a Hell of a performer. I'm not taking anything away. But just none of it felt real to me. Uh, we have Chris who says, did anybody get slapped last night? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, half of America that was watching, uh, you know, if they decided to tune in, they got slapped politically across the face. Uh, let's do this. 11-22, it's time for 10 with Tim. You know how the game works, bud. I'm I ready. I want you to go for the win. John Bird, you as well. But there's a little bit of a difference with today's edition than there has been in recent Changing editions. the rules? Well, a little bit change of the presentation. I'm going to explain here before right. we get started. Um, Spud, did you listen to Tim with Tim on Friday? Remind me what it was because I get the days mixed up. It was uh, this past. Oh no, I, I Friday. couldn't. I was playing bridge. Okay, Friday. So there's John Burr. Did you listen to Tim with Tim this past Friday? <laughs> no, I was in a rush to get here and everything. Yeah. So I I came at the very 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 end. Right. So neither of you got a chance to hear it. Mm -mm. That was my bet. I'm using the same questions as last Friday. Okay. And I'll explain why. That's fair. Hmm. I was writing questions knowing that you two would be competing, and I kept looking at last Friday's, and I'm like, I want to hear John Bird's answer to that. I want to hear Spud's answer to that. And I thought to myself, like, there's no reason I can't use these questions for these two guys that probably don't even know what the questions for the last Friday were based on their schedules being all out of whack. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to make it happen. I'm really looking forward to getting your answers to this. And uh, it also saves me from having to write 50 questions this week. <laughs> Go ahead and make it happen, John Bird. It's time to answer the deep questions. It's 10 with Tim on News and Views. All right, here we go. Question number one. Spud, if you could have any job in a circus, what would it be? Uh, I'll go with ringmaster. I would love you for that position. I think I'd be good at that. You know, kind of a huckster, loud voice, walking <laughs> around. Yeah. Ginning up the crowd, I, I think that would be my skill set. Skill set would match ringmaster. Have you ever thought about being a carny type? I feel like you oh, have a yeah. miss uh, a missed opportunity there. You oh, let me tell you what I would be ideal for: the uh, dunking booth. You think so? And sitting up there insulting people right and left. Yeah. Getting, you know, as long as the water wasn't cold, yeah. I'd be I'd be really good at that. Spud, dead of pneumonia. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know why that got such a big laugh. Um. Uh, Go ahead, John Bird. What job in a circus would you want? Um, I would well, I would want the clown, but before the days where they became evil, when clowns were fun. You think all clowns are evil? 
No, but now people do. Right. You know, it didn't help things. Okay. I could see John Bird being a very upset clown smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Being <laughs> That's like, behind the scenes. Yeah. That's after the show. Oh, my only joy in life is bringing joy to others. You know, he'd be more like a crusty the Clown type. <laughs> hey, kids. Yeah. See, he's cut out perfect for ready. it. All right, John, if we lose our jobs, we'll head, to head out on the road. Let's do it. Two people to keep your children away from, John Bird and the current president of the United States of America. <laughs> Question number two. What's a movie that you're ashamed to admit, John Bird, that you've never seen all the way through? Wow, that's a good one. Um, I would have to say The Matrix. You being as big of a Keanu Reeves fan that you are, you haven't seen The Matrix all the, Matrix all the way through? Not all the way through. I've seen pieces for oh, years. I appreciate your honesty here. 2,000 points for just being honest, but I feel like that takes away just a, just a tad bit of your John Wick fandom. I feel like it, it has a little bit of a connected tissue there. Okay, I'll be watching it before. I'll, I'll have <laughs> to watch it all the you way You don't through. have to. Uh, Spud, what's a movie that you're ashamed to admit you've never seen all the way through? Um. It, I would ruin my reputation if I didn't answer this with Shawshank Redemption. <gasps> See, I'm sh- I'm shocked by this. I know it's, it's this is a shocking one. I know. So did you start it and you just were like, ah, no, I'm not I've really into this. Pieces, seen I've bits seen and pieces, pieces of it. It's on I, TV every yeah, single day. When I flip through, I'll, yeah. I'll look at it for a minute and then flip on by. But you know, that's the one that always gets. Bud, you hadn't seen Shawshank Redemption? Wow. Dixon yeah. and I went through the top 100 films of, of American Film Institute one day, yeah. and I think he'd seen 91, and I've seen seven. Shawshank is good, don't get me wrong. but it's it Number is, two on that list. It's overrated. It's overrated. People talk about it like it's, you know, the Mona Lisa of film, and, you know, it's, it's, it's on every day. It's really good. There's good messaging, good acting. It's, it's good, but people talk about it like it's, you know, absolute gold, and I feel like you know, you know, you can watch it out of How order about and American be okay. Defeating. That's gold. Okay, got it. All right. I thought you were gonna say you hadn't seen it all the way through. No, no, no. I've seen it all the way through numerous times. Question number three: What is a personality trait, Spud, that you admire in others but find difficult to embody yourself? Work ethic. That's it. I see it all around here, other places I go. People so industrious and accomplished. Thing. Jim Dent built a. A think studio in his basement. Yeah, without he, a door. Yeah, well, he eventually put a door <laughs> in there. We got that as a news flash yeah. last week. But uh, people work so hard, and all I really want to do is play around a little bit, make people laugh, and uh, take naps. That's I have no work ethic. I've never had a work ethic. I hear you're good at all my, of those things. My fifth grade teacher told me I'd be a com- told my mother I'd be a complete failure in life because I didn't put any effort into anything I did. Gosh. She was right, half right. Well, she's dead now. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so am I. I drowned in the dunking. <laughs> no, pneumonia took oh, you pneumonia, out. Oh, pneumonia. I'm no, sorry. You're a good swimmer. Uh, I keep kicking you under the That's table, okay. by the way. I'm, I'm I normally don't have Dale bit. across from me, but these long legs, I'm just kicking Spud every second. It's like <laughs> I, I'm, it's I like, thought you were trying to prompt me no, for a better answer. No, I just keep kicking you. I'm okay. so sorry. That's all right. I'll build a barrier. <laughs> um, John Bird. What is a personality trait that you admire in others but find difficult to embody yourself? Tenacity. I, I just, I, I mean, I wish I had that trait, and I've tried, but people that just persevere and that just keep going at it, keep going at it, Yeah. wow. 
you give up easily is what you're saying. Well, I try not to. I just kind of stumble. Or maybe around. you don't get started on something that you should be getting started on. Now that's more like it. Gotcha. So procrastination is something that. Oh, I have you. that. Okay. Yeah, but ADHD is because my. I have that. Okay. Mine's worse than yours. Okay, stop, guys. It's not a competition of who's. We need the points. No, stop. You <laughs> okay. guys are becoming Gosh. addicts to this game. Okay, this isn't healthy. This is why we can't have the lottery in Alabama. People become too addicted to the competition. All right. Next question. If you could be any superhero's sidekick, John Bird, who would it be and why? Well, I know that Well, Batman already has one. But Batman has a lot of dead sidekicks. I'm just going to warn you. A bunch of paralyzed dead sidekicks. So yeah. if you want to go down that road to try to warm my heart, uh, you can try it, but you're going to be you know, beaten with a crowbar by the Joker. I'm just warning you. I mean, Batman is, is my man. Okay. I mean, seriously. He's been my man since I was a kid. Gotcha. So I've got to go with Robin, but uh, it would be Robin outfit from the 90s. You don't uh, have to pick an outfit. We're okay, getting very good. specific here. Right, I just don't want to have to wear that, you know, red and green. And <laughs> the yellow. 60s TV show yes. Batman is what you're talking about? Yes. The Burt Ward outfit? Yes. Okay. Um, John Burt's already picking out his costume to be murdered in by the Joker. So my <laughs> question to you is, Spud, what sidekick? Uh, would you choose to sign up to be for what superhero? I'm not too big into superheroes, but uh, uh, I would choose uh, Tim Melton. I'd like to be his sidekick. I thought John Bird was sucking up, but uh, but that's Spud. the truth. He's a superhero. He's got both news and views. Yeah. He puts up with Dale Jackson, and being a sidekick's really not too stressful. Minus two thousand points for Spud. I'm Crap! I'm change my answer you to Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider sorry. <laughs> took a big Man. swing and you missed. And also, like, how would you be Spider-Man's sidekick? That would stink because either you'd have to be under his arms the whole time while he's swinging one arm <laughs> through the city. I'd just take video. you just have to be like, taxi! That's taxi! It. That's I need it. to get to the burning building that's on the other side of town. That's it. That's something I could do. This is Y'all both had horrible answers. Let's move on to this. <gasps> if you had to give up, Either chocolate or alcohol for the rest of your life. Which one would you choose, Spud? Well, it's easy. I gave up alcohol in 1968 for my life. I tried it once. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I learned that almost every alcoholic drink doesn't taste good as any non-alcoholic drink. So I am a, I'm not a teetotaler. If you gave me a, a glass of wine and said, taste this, I would. But uh, it doesn't appeal to me at all. Do you like chocolate? A plenty. Okay, so it's an easy decision. Oh, yeah. I mean, they asked me, you know, like, would, I, would you give up sushi? I wouldn't eat sushi if I was starving. <laughs> well, uh, we'll hold you to that when you're on the island and Not, all there is is a bunch of... I like, hear you. You, you. you crash on an island with a sushi chef and it's like, oh, man, this is my nightmare. <laughs> um, John Bird, alcohol or chocolate? You have to give up one for the rest of your life. Which one are you choosing? Well, chocolate has the dopamine that I need. So easily chocolate, although I do love alcohol, but um, I, I couldn't do without chocolate. Okay. Get that quick fix. Dale Jackson quickly answered this question. With what? Alcohol. Yeah. Would be something was... he could not give up. So oh, chocolate, not chocolate would be what he would be giving up. Yes. So I That's think what just got y'all in trouble in Coleman, wasn't it? Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't the cocaine. Ed Zachary. It was the booze. Next question, if you could be any age for the rest of your life, Spud, which age would you choose and why? You live the same amount of time, but you get to wake up tomorrow at whatever age you choose. What age are you picking? Uh, 26. 26? Yeah. 
I believe it was Steve West who picked the age of 25. So you guys are right around the same yeah. uh, pick there. Why 26? I, I was healthy. Uh, I had some work ethic. Uh, I was enjoying life pretty good. Uh, and uh, I think if, if I could take with me all I know now, I'd be a far better person at 26 than I was at 26. Wow. Okay. I wasn't that likable. Look at that. Very introspective here for Spud. We appreciate that. John Bird? 28. Why 28? Well, that Same was sort of thing? At the, yeah, it was like sort of at the peak of my music career, but I had really, really close friends that I played in a band with, I played music, yeah. and uh, I had started dating my now ex-wife. Right. But um, it was just a, a very exciting time for me. And then by the time I turned 30, right. I moved here to get in the radio. Well, so it's a good little stretch. Minus 3,000 points for John Bird. Sweet! Um, and I'm going to explain why. Because it's not, you don't get to go back and live that part of your life. That's not the question. The question is, what age do you want to wake up as tomorrow? And I'm you're sorry. picking up all these I, I, things. I'm sorry, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. adding Minus and injecting all these things that won't change tomorrow. Yes, so you're right. I, for I a did, moment I there, I thought he was questioning the scoring system. So you basically were so inspired by Spud's answer that you end up tanking your own. Yes, I agree. And so Spud's going to end up. Winning 10 with Tim today. That's going to be a, the last question. It's a Tim KO. It doesn't matter. A Tim KO. Last. Gosh. That's a Tim, t- 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 Tim KO. We just had a total and complete obliteration of John Bird. But Better luck next time, Johnny. Shut up. John, next time playing some clown makeup and something, it may, you know, start smoking your cigarettes early. Uh, that's going to do it. Congratulations, Spud. Thank you so much. I just I want to thank the Academy yeah, uh-huh. and all the teachers that have helped me along yeah, through da, the da, way. Da, da, yeah, exactly. Da, 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 da. There's already music playing. You could just pot it up and pot him down, so we'll <laughs> do that. But uh, congratulations, and I just want to make a note. Bribery had nothing to do with the fact that you were so dominant today. I think you could have sent it to the fan vote and gotten the same result. I think so. It's mm. a clear thing to me, and uh, bribery cannot infect him with Tim and its scientific scoring system. He just happened to crush the game today. So congratulations, Spud. We'll be right back here on Birmingham's Real Talk. Hey, now. 1139. Appreciate you being here with us once again for news and views. Get back to the conversation here with Spud in just a little bit, but always look forward to making time for Chris Molesky, who's on our hotline and joins us from the award-winning team at Hometown Lenders. Chris, hope you had a fantastic weekend, my friend. Uh, Sure did, mainly yesterday around 2 o'clock when Alabama was able to cut down the nets. And why did ESPN cut away from that? I I was looking forward to watching them cut down the nets, and ESPN had to cut away. It used to be tradition getting to watch that on TV. You know, there's a lot of grievances that we've had in recent years with ESPN and the way that they conduct their coverage, and uh, this is just another one to add to that long list for sure. Uh, Chris, sure. <laughs> uh, a lot of people right now looking at their finances maybe a little closer based on some of the headlines that are making waves, and they're making sure that their money's well protected. And another thing is people need to make sure that their investments are sound and uh, one of the biggest investments people make is right there into their home and it's reflected there in their monthly mortgage. You guys at Hometown Lenders are the pros when it comes to providing customer service for those that maybe want to get that mortgage checkup. What would be your advice right now for those that are wanting to know even more information about their current standing when it comes to their relationship with their mortgage? A lot of people don't realize that they have built up a tremendous amount of equity in their home. Uh, we saw we saw home values, you know, over the past year or so really go up, which means if you've been paying that mortgage every month, mm-hmm. then that that value that equity is going up, 
And so right now, no cost, no obligation. If people will simply call and say, look, I would like to see what I could possibly do with getting rid of debt, a lot of times that equity is there to completely wipe out uh, your credit card debt and take care of that. And that isn't that is money sitting there waiting to be used. Yeah, I, I think people see the monthly credit card bill come in and they make the minimum payment. And that's great. I mean, that they're able to do that. But there's a way to wipe it all out with equity that they may not realize they can tap into. What's the number? What's the website for those that are just wanting to know their options? All they got to simply do is call 989-7171 or go to savewith995.com and you can start that whole process there. No obligation, no cost. Love it, Chris. Appreciate what you do for our listeners and uh, always enjoy chatting with you. We'll do it again later this week. You got it. Always look forward to it, Tim. Awesome. Chris Molesky of Hometown Lenders Incorporated, an equal housing lender, NMLS number 65084. Really appreciate Chris joining us here on the program. Um, Got a couple of personal text messages coming in based on the program. We're going to get to this one first, and it is uh, from Dale Jackson. Who? Um, Who? Dale, Dale Jackson. He I've calls you. Him. He calls you, Bud. He's the one. Oh, that calls that's you Bud. yeah, the guy that came in third place the, in the in the Christmas thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember him now. The leader of Goobly Dong Nation. He, <laughs> he right. texts me and says, "Slandered as a drunk on my own show." The pain. Um, Sla- it's not slander if it's true. Well, we were. I was just reiterating how passionate you were to defend your love of alcohol here on the program. That's all I was doing. I never. That's I don't. Right. Did I ever call him a drunk? I. I don't think I did. Not directly. No, I just pointed but out. But you did say facts. that's what got him in trouble in Coleman. Um, his, uh, thirst that night. Yes. It's thirst. Uh, that thirst, which can mean a lot of things based on which generation you're a part of. But, uh, Dale, uh, maybe instead of being a listener, you should uh, join us here on the program sometime instead of taking so many months off. <laughs> uh, we, uh, it's rehab, isn't it, Dale? That's the reason you're off as often as you are. Just be honest. Uh, we have Steve West, who's a, you know, a friend of both of ours competed against Dale last Friday. He lost to Dale. About, what? It was about 55% of the fan vote went to Dale, 45% went to Steve. Um, Steve says that he basically wants to hear you guys answer the last question that was I, asked. I think we could accommodate that. Neither one of you have heard it. So, uh, John Bird, we'll start with you. And this is the little bonus 10 with Tim. And then I've got this, another subject this here. This is for the win, right? No. Uh, if you were a character in a heist movie, what role would you play in the heist itself, John Bird? I'll be the bag man. Which would mean that you are the one that's responsible for holding on to the money during the heist? Yes. There's no way you'd get that job. I'm just telling you right now that any professional heist that's going to be putting together a team, you're not in control of having the money in your hands. Okay, look out. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? The guy that gets shot first. The guy... (laughs) The guy back at home base that eventually everyone else turns on and makes the fall guy. You're the fall guy. I'm the fall guy. I'm sorry. I'm correcting your answer there. Um, Spud, what would be your role in a heist? I'd be the planner. You think so? I'd be the guy up in the in the office, you know, with setting out everybody's role. Right, having little toy cars. That That's move, right. You know, That's down. right. Drive it out there, and yeah. then I'd be waiting back at home to divvy up the money. That sounds, that, if John came back with it, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> you remember mission, no. you don't remember mission impossible. Every time at the start of the show, he would go through his notebook to see who he wanted for the various jobs he had that time. John as Bagman would not be my choice. I have, he might be the getaway driver. No, I got to have West for the getaway driver. 
I have a money question that I wanted to ask uh, Spud when he was here. And, you know, uh, John Bird, I want you weighing in on this as well. There's a thing that we're all dealing with as American consumers right now that doesn't get talked about probably enough. And that is tipping. And where we are right now in this country when it comes to tipping. John, how many times have you gone and maybe uh, ordered something to go or maybe you're out and about and uh, you order something from a food truck or you order something from some sort of pop-up retailer and they flip a screen around and hover over you while asking you to put a tip in? Has that something that has occurred in your life here in, in recent memory? I do um, tip if I'm going to a restaurant. I yeah. always tip if yeah. I get delivery. I always tip yeah. if I'm going to like a. I'm picking up food. Uh, I, I'm kind of wishy washy. I on think there's that. a lot of people that are wishy washy because no one wants to be looked at as being rude, and no one wants to be looked at as being you know disrespectful to those that are working within the service industry. But do you have a tipping philosophy, Spud? Because if there's one thing that both of us love, I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. I love going out to restaurants. I love it. All the time. Right? It's 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 a win-win-win all the way around. Uh, I'm a, I feel like I'm a pretty decent tipper. I feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like I'm on the higher end of percentages. Uh, but there's certain services now that I'm like, why is there a tip associated with this? Have you had that same sort of mentality uh, being out and about as an American consumer? I uh, try to be a very generous tipper. I would like to uh, for people to know that I appreciate what they do. Plus, when I go to restaurants and, like, play trivia, I'm there three hours. Yeah. You know, it's not just the cost of the meal. You might spend $15 on a meal, so you tip $3 for is 20% is considered generous, but you're taking up that table from that server for three hours. Right. Uh, you have to incorporate that in as well. I would say I'm a generous tipper. I do not know all of the rules uh, but when I get, I leave a few dollars anytime I order something to go. Uh, but do you feel like there are services now asking for tips that aren't in an industry where maybe they should be, they, they haven't done anything to earn a tip. They've just satisfied your original consumer demand compared to those restaurant sort of situations. Do you see what I'm asking? Yeah, here? I wouldn't leave a tip at a fast food restaurant when I went through the line and, and, uh, you know, and ordered yeah. and paid, I wouldn't leave a tip for that. Uh. I'm trying to think of other things. I just feel like uh, if, I constantly am in these situations now. Can you have one that came up that you like felt a, like? A, I, I went to a sub place to order to go, right? I yeah. just go in, get a sub, and they turn it around. And it's like, what percentage of a tip do you want to leave? And I'm like, I don't know. Is this Puts a, a little pressure on you, but I wouldn't leave a tip. What have, you, what have they done? They've but, done exactly what they sell. Yeah, I don't know. I just They didn't put extra time in for you. They didn't put anything... I, special in for you that's just the the normal thing if you went through yeah. a drive-through window but you know what i end up doing every time i end up tipping i end well, up tipping so every it time works. They so work it does you. work manipulated is what's it's happening. tip shaming is what's happening in this country right now i i will say this and i learned this uh if if you're going to tip and you can tip in cash yeah as opposed to adding it on your card they really appreciate that you you're working for tips right now if i'm not mistaken right let me see this jar. <laughs> we'll be right back. Final few moments of today's news and views straight ahead. 11.53. This is one of those songs I don't want to interrupt. So you put me in a pickle here because I've got to be the bad guy who jumps in here and uses my voice to derail what is a song that I cherish because this is a film that was featured in a comedy that I loved as a kid. It was called Surf Ninjas. 
And uh, for those who don't know what it is, I'm not going to waste your time here. Leslie Nielsen plays the bad guy in it. So uh, it was it was perfect for me. Rob Schneider's in it. He's super funny in it. And uh, they're using basically a Sega Genesis or Sega handheld uh, to uh, work their way through different issues where they see what's going to happen before it happens. Anyway, enough about Surf Ninjas. I'm the only person in the world who's probably seen that film. Um, tipping. It's causing a stir on our text line here. A lot of people in the same situation I'm in, and I'm going to a sub place tonight where I know it's going to get turned around on me, and they're going to be looking at me while I'm sitting there deciding on what sort of tip I'm going to do. I just need to need to quit feeling so much tip shame here and just uh, put zero, but I can't do it. It's something about me. I can't do you get it. get right up there near the zero button, and it, it's, <sighs> it's a, tough. You get a twitch and have to hit the 15%. It is tough for me, uh, but I appreciate it. in cash. I appreciate all the uh, the response here. I could do that, but I'd have to go get some cash first. And uh, I don't carry around a lot of cash on John me. Bird is the bag man. He's probably got some. <laughs> Someone I said in it. the text line, I forgot who it was. Someone <laughs> said in the text line, John Bird's that guy in the heist that gets locked in the safe. Uh, yeah, probably so. <laughs> That's it. Probably so. I wish we could get to all of these texts. Um, we have a couple of Surf Ninja uh, fans rolling in here. Safe Surf Ninja talk for Andrew McLean at the line. He's up next. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm a Pinellas County deputy. Do you have your ID on you? My ID is not here, but I'm a Pinellas County deputy. Where are you coming from? Picked up someone, brought them over to their house, and then I was going back to my house. Gotcha. Because I am just living my life. Gotcha. I but. So you're Spanish? Honey, you know I speak. You speak Spanish? Mm-hmm. Ah, away. <laughs> Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. 